Nobody Asked on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. I came across a uh, across, I guess, this, across a a list this week about like top pet top pet peeves, and I can't remember all of them, but um, I I have found that um, there are some of these things I do, and so I want to make the case for some of these pet peeves. Okay. <laughs> Well, like, give me an example. <laughs> okay. So, and, and granted this, the, the, okay. This first one, um, one of the pet peeves, the top pet peeves of people is people at airports who crowd the gate as it's being ready to board, like prior to their, their gate assignment time. Yeah. So, you know, like, like they want to get a good seat or, well, it's, they it's get not on there even, first. Well, like it, they want to get on there first, even though, so say, for example, if you fly like Delta, Delta has, you know, they do like the first class business class. I can't remember all the different ones in your zone one, two, and three. And then they'll say, okay, now, now boarding zone one, now boarding zone two. And you will find once they start boarding, like the first one, so, okay, we're now ready to board. We're going to begin with whatever one people will get up and then start going over toward the gate, even though they may be like in zone two or three. Right. Right. And I am, I am, I am with this, uh, initially it was with this, um, this pet peeve of, of like, come on, just wait your turn. Cause then it's confusing. People don't know, like you, if you're in a zone, you're standing behind people cause they're up there, but then they're actually just kind of standing there. So it just creates a, a sense of chaos and we have to have order. But I had an experience that this year we've had to in the last like nine months to a year or so we we've had to travel for various different reasons, whether for work and for, for fun or visiting people or whatever. Right. And I have found that airlines, I think there's two things that, that cause a problem here. One is ever since they started charging for uh, bags, like a checked bag, people often will do carry-ons. Do you do a checked bag when you, when you fly? Yeah, I prefer to check a bag. I really hate taking a carry-on other than just like a little man bag or something right. if necessary. Right. I do too. I, I actually, I prefer a, a checked bag as well, just because I don't want to be hauling it around and I'll just have a backpack with me and I can put that underneath the seat. Like with the computer and stuff like that when you yeah. have to travel with your laptop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my my wife is she, even though now like apps today, it'll tell you your bag is on the plane, all those kind of things, right? Like it'll, it'll notify you. Um, she, she is very pessimistic about, 
and, and her trust of the airline to get her bag from, from the bag claim to the, the new city. Have you ever had your bags lost? Never, never. But it's still one of those, like, I just don't trust it. So she always brings a, a checked bag and, and that those, those overhead storage bins fill up pretty quickly. And so that's, I think why part of this thing is people, if you don't want to spend the money on, on checking a bag, which is a whole, like the whole reason I have a sky miles card, because I'm in an area of a Delta hub. And so I can get a lot of direct flights from where I'm at through Delta. So I have a sky miles card for that very reason. So I don't have to like, so I can, I don't have to pay for checked bags or whatever, because I, it drives me crazy. But anyway, so, so I think a lot of people now bring carry-ons and those carry-ons, they go up pretty quick. Like they fill up pretty quick. And so I think people feel as this sense of urgency. Um, but I, and the few times I've traveled, I've, I've gone and, and people don't, uh, the, the airline hasn't followed. There's people zones behind me getting ahead. And so I now feel the need. Um, I now feel the need to, to join in, in the pet peeve. And just when I'm up there, I go. Just so that you can find, just so you can find overhead storage space. That's exactly right. So I'm just making a case that um, it's th- there's a reason. There's a reason for for the gate crowding, and uh, and so I, I just wanted. Yeah, but there wouldn't be if it wasn't for the gate crowding. <laughs> there wouldn't be a reason. <laughs> That's true for, for That's the gate crowding. True. But no, I get that same that same feeling too. All of a sudden, everybody starts standing around you're like mm-hmm. oh i better get up there or else i'm gonna be the last one on no no man like this this year i uh, my wife was was like we got okay everybody's getting up there we got to get going what's going on we got to get going I'm like it's fine we, we're on the zone we'll just go in our zone and we got burned because they stopped they they just started letting people on and so well don't they just won't they just, but you can like check your bag at the gate if there's not yeah, overhead yeah, storage I know, space i know that, that's the point is really is really um, it's irrational, but at the same time, that's why people, people operate in, uh, irrationality. Um, I have another one, unless you want to keep talking about the airport gate. Well, I I've actually lost, I've actually had baggage lost. Have you? Um, what airline? It, well, it, it was, it was Delta and it was baby formula. Okay. And, and we had planned a trip to go from Salt Lake to California for Dis- to go to Disneyland. And it was when my second oldest was still yeah. an infant. And we had purchased a case of uh, baby formula in, in the pre, the little glass bottles, you know, like you get, would get at the um, hospital or, you know, they're already yeah. pre-mixed and you pop them. It's got a little metal top that pops and you can just put a disposable nipple yeah. or whatever on top because we didn't want to deal with, having to mix formula and that whole thing while it, we wanted to just have these little individual glass bottles that we could just throw away sure. and not have to pack, worry about feeding mm-hmm. her at Disneyland. And they lost that. They lost that case of formula. That's expensive. And well, it was, yeah. And then, but, but they, it all ended up being okay. Like, I mean, they gave us a credit to go buy formula at the store that we needed. So we were ended up still having to like, mix mm-hmm. formula and do that the word what we were trying to avoid we ended up having to do and then when i got and then and then the formula the box of formula showed up on our last day they delivered it to our <laughs> hotel room when we were getting ready to leave so we still got the formula for like so then we had to pack it home with us but um i wrote this letter i wrote i wrote a, a i'm 
I fancy mm-hmm. myself as a writer. And so I wrote this letter and I sent it to both uh, the baggage claim and I sent it to just Delta Airlines, I mean, the baggage department and the Delta Airlines customer service. And both of them, both the, the customer service people and the baggage department sent me credits, flight credits. And I ended up flying to Alaska and I think two flights to Vermont. So you're saying that the the stress of and the pain and suffering of losing your bag is ultimately at the end of the day worth it. It was if you can write a letter that that's <laughs> scathing enough, I guess, okay. to get them to send you some airline credit, or maybe they send it to everybody. I don't know. But here's here's the hint: send it to customer service and the baggage department. <laughs> Nowadays, okay. it's probably just an email that gets lost. But like, I actually wrote a letter and mailed a letter. Oh, wow! Because this was back. In the day before everything was online like that yeah so so yeah my my one uh baggage mishap in the moment it was a real pain in the ass sure but in the end it turned out to be way beneficial okay that's that's good to know we we have we borrowed a this just reminded me we uh borrowed a when we were first married we borrowed baggage from our in-laws and they're like hunters and and they had, anyway, they had used this bag to go hunting and, and I think, I believe ammunition had been placed in it. And, uh, we, it obviously was empty when we used it, but, but it had the, the remnant, it had the remnant that uh-huh. and it, little cloth. Yeah. It got flagged and we've had to, every time we use that bag, we have to like, so we stopped using it obviously, but it got, we had to have the bag searched. So, which is, I mean, I guess that's comforting to know that flags it right if there's something going right, on it, there. it is picking it up <laughs> it is picking it up i just hate airports in general i hate flying uh, yeah they're bad my favorite part of flying is once we land and we're done mm-hmm. <laughs> then it was like okay that was a good flight no it's like it's a truly amazing like on one hand it is amazing how like i was thinking when i went out to um, san diego a little bit ago like it really was just that morning i woke up i flew in and within a couple hours i was home and it, it it's incredible but the process itself still is so unpleasant. Um, and so it's, it's, it's weird how you can feel both things at once of, of just like the convenience of, of how, how quickly you can get from one place to another now, while at the same time, like, for example, I went to China a couple of years ago and um, like the, it was a, it was a miserable flight experience. It was a 12 hour flight. I was in, I was in a middle seat and uh, like, you know, you leave and by the time you land there, it's, it's a whole other time of day. And, and so then we, you know, we had to go through Beijing traffic and then getting into the hotel was this huge, long ordeal and just had a horrible headache. And it was miserable, um, horrible, like one of the worst travel experiences I've had, but then at the same time, like I was, I was in China within one day, Right. you know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, you probably don't, you probably don't have any experience with pre nine 11 very Travel. little, very little. I, I flew to California once or twice, um, you know, but I, I was, I was 20 when nine 11 happened. So I hadn't traveled too many places. Yeah, it used to be a lot easier. <laughs> the airport used to be kind of fun. You used to be able to go with your party to the gate yeah, and, and wave goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, on the other hand, you no longer have to like sit around and wait for someone's flight with them. <laughs> just drop them off at the, at the curb and be like, have a great flight and head home. Yeah. I do a lot of airport drop-offs. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where I live. That's the way to do it. All right, so you've come around. You're 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 now a gate crowder. I yeah, I I uh if I'm traveling with my wife. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay. Right, cuz if I like to be the last one on, it's like if I have an assigned unless you're on Southwest or something like yeah. that where you don't have an assigned seat, then I I'll I'll gate crowd. Yeah, if I've checked my bag, I couldn't give I I couldn't care less what time I get on there. Right. Um, Okay. Uh, So another one that I came across was grammar correctors. And I even, I, I, you know, when I first said, I said came across and I had to correct myself, but people really are really, really bothered with people who correct grammar. And this one kind of hit close to home. Um, Not because I'm amazing at grammar, but I, I do correct grammar of at least my children a lot. And, and I'm just trying to figure out like when, so for example, if you are hearing somebody say we was, you know, we was going to the, yeah. like, do you, so you tell me I'm, I'm supposed to just let that slide. <laughs> I guess it depends on who it is. <laughs> so that's the question is who, who is okay to correct, you know? Well, speaking as an English major mm-hmm. and a, a, a MFA in creative writing. Yeah. I'm very and, and a long time uh, career as a technical editor. Mm-hmm. Grammar is pretty important to me. Yeah. Um, it's, it, in the written word, I should say, the spoken word. I've I've kind of you could let stuff. I can let stuff go. Yeah. Um, I don't like to correct. I I don't re- like to correct people's grammar to their face. It's like yeah. Okay. <laughs> people will say stuff, but I don't know, like. The, our our mom will say you're welcome in a text with y-o-u-r every time okay <laughs> it just makes me crazy that that kind of stuff and there's someone else i deal with uh at work that will we, we text once in a while and it's a you're welcome with a y-o-u-r and it's mm-hmm. like oh i mm-hmm. hate that but i don't correct them like there there might have been a day maybe in my younger years where i w- would have but now i just internally seed yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and just kind of let it go it's in 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 the spoken word, I tend to be more forgiving, just because, just like you said, just when we started this, you said like it's just the spoken word just comes out as it's kind of sloppy anyway. anyway <laughs> you know? right? But when you're in the written word, man, it really bugs me when people get their their grammar wrong. Yeah, I, and and I I agree with that, and I guess. But I don't correct people; I just judge them. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. So maybe maybe I should amend amend the case for this where because i i to people's face or even like in an email i I won't respond to be like it should actually be this way um that would be irritating so maybe people who actually follow through with grammar correcting to people's face is pet peeve but grammar judging is fair game right right i i I put that away like i I know exactly who you are when you send me an email that says you're welcome with yeah. the Y-O-U-R. Yeah. It's like, uh, and so I automatically know that I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it's an area that I, it's, it's really a kind of a, a tricky uh, spot for me because, so I, I work in the education field and I feel it's very important. Like if, if our job is to educate kids, then the communication that we send out should be appropriate and proper. Right. And so I feel like it's, it's super important, but then I also find personally within myself, I'm a very 
very bad proofreader. Like um, when I go through, um, I, I have a hard time catching it and I have to read things a lot of times. Like I have to process it. That process is slow to make sure. And I have sent out emails to like to a faculty and I've caught an error after it's sent. And I, I have a very strong urge to just send a new email explaining I meant this and instead of that. And then I, I have to wonder like, is the, cor- what, what is worse to actually send a correction? Like if, if, if you're like an employee and you're getting multiple emails <laughs> from your boss that has a message that says, Oh, oops, I meant to say this instead of that. Like yeah. that, that almost seems worse. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to like ride with it. Right. But uh, anyway, I, I came across a, a job on a job board and it was like this job that was, meant for me Mm -hmm. like like there was like and there's nobody on the planet more suited for this job than me yeah and like just just crazy like like it was like like this this company that like a metaphysical type of company and and it was like dealing with like tarot and astrology and stuff but it was just an editing job you know yeah and it's like there's nobody on the planet more suited for this job than me and I wrote this killer long uh, cover letter and I sent my information, I sent writing samples and stuff. And then it's like weeks went by. I never heard anything. And I'm like, what is the heck? Like this can't even be real. Like that there was, there's no way there's anybody on the planet better suited for that job than me. I can't even believe they didn't even like reach out and talk to me. And then I reread my cover letter and I missed one period in my cover letter, as I'm t- talking about how I'm an editor and yeah, talking about my eye for detail. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that I, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to editing and I'm strive for 100% clarity and I missed a period. <laughs> and I bet that's why they didn't call me. Yeah, probably <laughs> that one period. It was glaring. It was like right at the end of a paragraph. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, and, th- and that comes, I think too, from like trying to like write stuff on my phone. Like what I should, I should have like sat down at a computer, but like sometimes you see these things and I just sat it and I wrote it out on my phone. Yeah. And just my eyes don't have, I don't have the same, my eyes don't catch things like they would no, on a computer I, screen. Well, and, and there's, it's not, I mean, it sounds silly, but like ergonomically, it's not, like they have to like, type with your thumbs and like your hands are all close together and this tiny little screen. I, um, yeah, I, I think that probably played a, a lot into that and to be able to like see the whole thing all together. I mean, I did it on Google docs. So, and then I just copied and pasted it over, but I, so I did have the opportunity to reread through it, but I just, I can't even believe I missed that <laughs> kicking myself. Well, I, I think the, the definite thing about grammar, I think the one thing to say about that, is is why I think grammar judging is is okay because it really does your grammar has it's a huge percentage of of an of any argument you're trying to make if you're trying to make a succinct and like coherent and solid argument but your grammar sucks like end of story yeah you know yeah. what I mean Right. And the, and the, and the problem is, is you can't really point it out. Cause as soon as you point out, Oh yeah. I mean, it's a fallacy, right? Somebody's argument doesn't, isn't necessarily void and correct. 
yeah, not good just because yeah. of their grammar. Right. However, you kind of have an idea for the kind of, you know what I mean? You can't, uh-huh. like you, it's, you're a grammar judger and it's like, all right, well, if you can't even get that right, but as soon as you point it out, that's when it turns into this. Oh yeah. That's what you point out. You can't even focus on my argument. Sure. Like, you can't respond to my argument. You're going to respond to my grammar. And it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's because like making an argument and trying to be, you know, and I, I know, I know persuasion and argumentation are not always the same thing, but like a lot of times they go together. And, and if you're trying to be persuasive, like all those other details do matter. So um, again, it doesn't actually, your grammar doesn't actually truly matter on whether or not the argument is right. The actual argument itself, but in the persuasion of that argument, man, um, you're really, you're really hurting yourself. If you're not, uh, you know, if you're not able to really succinctly uh, manage the way you're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So, 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 so in this one, are you reconsidering this pet peeve? <laughs> it's not so much being the grammar police as much publicly now it's okay to, to silently judge, but I just, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, this world we live in has become, um, and I don't know if it's, if it's Trump's belligerentness that's caused people to just like, you can't correct anybody. Every, any, any, any correction is met with resistance and, and, and pushback. And, and I don't, I don't know, instead of saying, Oh, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for uh, helping me yeah, <laughs> and yeah. not make that mistake anymore. Now it's met with, I don't know, you're a snowflake or sure. deal with it or, I don't know. Yeah. So, so I, I just don't think that we live. I don't still think the climate is right to be able to publicly criticize people's grammar. Well, and I, I think, well, I guess here's the question is, I guess it all depends on who, who are you correcting? Like maybe it should be established of um, if you're with a close friend, even a close friend, I probably wouldn't correct, but like family, you, you grammar correcting family. No, you I mean, so? I, grammar, I grammar correct. I would grammar correct my immediate family, my wife and kids. Yeah. But like, it's like, I wouldn't correct you if you said something wrong. Okay. I don't think I wouldn't either. I wouldn't correct. Uh, I, like, like I said, our mom does it wrong all the time. I've never corrected her. Um, my in-laws it's like, uh, like, Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> but, you know, they come from a more, <laughs> my, my father-in-law comes from a rural. Yeah upbringing he grew up on different. a farm mm-hmm. and and he says things differently he doesn't have that education farther than uh further than a high school education and um he he grew up in construction and you know what i mean and so he just has a different way that he talks but i mean he's when he's talking the whole time i'm just like ee, ooh, ah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. like it's things are setting up but i've never i wouldn't correct him yeah. I, so that's where I think, I think truly um, the only people I grammar correct are my children. And I think that's, I think that's within the role of, of just being a parent rather than like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't correct anything, anybody outside of the family too. So maybe, maybe I, I amend this one as well to say that, yeah, it's grammar judging is okay. But I think if I were talking and somebody were to um, kind of interrupt my thought to correct my grammar. Really, I'd actually probably be pissed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right? Yeah, you're making a point, and it's like, oh, actually, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm on board with this one. Quick, quick grammar correcting people. Just ju- judge them silently instead. And when I check my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be worth it. <laughs> no, no, I'll check her. It. No, okay. I'll check her. But it doesn't always go over. I mean, I mean, it's just, it doesn't like she gets mad, but it's funny. She'll like, she'll, she'll like double down yeah. <laughs> just, to, yeah. just to bug me, you know, just playfully. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so here's the last one. And, and again, like there's always, there's always nuances to everything, but um, tailgating, not, not like going to a football game and tailgating, but I mean like driving and tailgating. And, and I do, I do, it does frustrate me when people tailgate, like it's dangerous, it's irritating, but I do think there are appropriate situations to tailgate. Like when someone's going slow on the fast lane. And that is 100%, 100% appropriate time to tailgate. But if I'm in my normal lane and I'm going the speed limit, yeah, leave me alone. Back off. Yeah. Get out of here. Go around. Get out of here. California is terrible with tail. Like nobody believes in a space cushion in California. They are on you. And if you leave space in between you and the car in front of you, another car will squeeze in there just to make sure you don't have, have space. It's I hate it. Yeah. Now I I think here are the, so, so I'm not going to say that I disagree with this, this pet peeve. I just think there should be an asterisk, asterisk with this one. So if you're going the speed, if the person's going the speed limit or higher, or maybe, maybe just like, maybe we can say you know, a couple miles over the speed limit. If somebody's going some, I mean, there's, there's some roads that are so slow. It's like, come on, you can go, you can go like 27 instead of 25 kind of thing. But like, if they're going the speed limit or, or higher, you don't, don't tailgate. But if the, there is, I don't know where it kind of in your neighborhood, but there is a thing where I'm from where cars will get on the freeway and automatically go to the left lane. Like that is, that is where they go. What's the pattern where you're at? I think, no, I think, I think a lot of people hug the right side of where I'm at because I have a hard time getting on the freeway sometimes because it's like, there's no open space. Okay. I think out here where you see the slow people in the left lane is where they, they were there. And then they've like gotten into a conversation with It's Usually there's two people in the car. Yeah. And they're talking to each other or they're talking on their phone and not really paying attention to what they're doing. Yeah. But, but the worst is when you've got this person in the slow, in the fast lane going slow and everybody behind them is like having to pass them on the right and like almost cutting them off and cresting them off as they're driving past. And like, and then they just have no clue. Like when that's happening, get over, you're a nuisance. You're going to cause an accident. No, man, that, that, that happens here all the time. I there's a, there's a, emerging the freeway and the highway merge kind of close to where I'm at. And I'd, I'd pass this every day on my, on my way to work for years. I mean, truly for decades and without fail cars will get on to that. Um, they'll merge onto the freeway and get all the way to the left and then right in the left. And to the point that I stay on the right and it's open, it's wide open, wide open on the right. And so I don't, I don't get it. it. It's weird. It's like one of those things, honestly, like that's kind of an, when, when people talk about like ad populum arguments, you know, an ad populum argument is this idea that because everybody does it, it must be right. Um, or everybody thinks that it must be right. And, and that little highway freeway merging thing is like case in point as to why ad populum <laughs> arguments aren't always right because 
everybody's doing it and they're doing it wrong. Right. There, there's that they're just, they're just doing it wrong. And so but it's like, it's like common knowledge, right? That the, of course. That the left lane is fast. So why are there people there? Like, why are there this group of people that aren't privy to this common knowledge? Because people think that because I'm going over the speed limit, I can be in this lane and they don't understand. It's not about how fast you're going. It is about how fast the person behind you is going. Yeah. It's like someone going slow in the HOV lane. It's like, why are you here? Why are you here? Get over with regular traffic. If you're going to go this, this speed. Yeah. And this is, uh, I've come to find that this, and so anyway, back to this tailgating thing real quick. This is the one kind of piece of the asterisk that I think should go with this is that don't tailgate people unless they're going inappropriately slow, inappropriately slow. You deserve to be tailgated. Uh, and, and I think this applies to other areas of life. Um, I saw a, a meme or a little like tweet that's, that somebody said, there was like, the idea was like, hear me out. Two lines at the coffee shop, one for people who already know what they want kind of thing. And, and it's this idea of just be mindful, whether it's on the road or whether you're at the cash, like the cash register of a, wherever you're at, you're in the drive-through line. If if you don't know what you're doing or you're going to be slower than typical, like just step aside, just step aside for a moment. And that's the part that, uh, that I, I find kind of makes me a cranky, cranky guy, just because, um, a lot of people are kind of oblivious to, to, uh, kind of how their actions impact the day of others, you know, and maybe that's rude, but it's just well, true. Now, now, now you got me thinking, uh, uh, one of the pet peeves that I ha- have had is like, if you go to a drive-through and how they're just right there, can I, can I help you? Yeah. What, what, what can I do? And it's like, God, give me some time to look at the menu. Yeah. But it's like every, you know, what's on the menu at that place, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you should be ready. I should be ready. Yeah. To, uh, to know, I like, I know everything on the menu. I, I, um, if, and it's one thing, if it's not a super crowded line, whatever, but, but with the smartphones that we all have and with every single restaurant having their menu. And if you've been waiting in line for a while, it's one thing if you just pulled up, nobody's really behind you or nobody's in front of you and okay, you got to look, you got to check it out. It takes a moment. But when you're sitting in a drive-through line and you've been sitting at that line for five to 10 minutes, you mean to tell me you couldn't have just pulled out your phone and looked at the menu (laughs) You know what I mean? My wife's the worst, man. Like I already have anxiety going up to that menu. And she's like, I'm like, what do you want? She's like, hang on. I need to look at the menu. And I'm like, and they're like, can I help you? It's, it's, it's just, just one more minute. Come on. What do you want? Like to make a decision. Like, you know what they have here. It's like, you've been coming here for year, like your whole life. <laughs> I, I, I probably got this straight from you <laughs> from, from when we uh, just spend time because like I'm the exact same way. I, I have created this sense of uh, this sense of anxiety, not not just within my wife, but my children. I'm like, all right, let's get let's get going. Hurry and decide. Hurry and decide. And uh, I that's probably one of the most um, pressure filled moments for me. Just waiting in the drive through when there's people behind us and just not knowing what we're gonna do. Yeah, it will be not even up to the thing yet. We'll be the car back, and it's like, hey, what do you want? Yep. I need to look at the <laughs> yeah, menu. Exactly what right. do you mean you need to look at the menu? You know what they have here. What do you want? <laughs> They're they're coming on. As, soon as, we, as soon as we pull up, they're going to be there. I need to, I need to be ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's true. It's true. Cause like fast food restaurants, it's not like there's this ridiculous amount of variety. You know what I mean? But you know what? That being said, there are places that I don't go often. Yeah. And uh, like, like a couple of years ago, we pulled into uh, Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. I never go to Jack in the Box. It's yeah. a restaurant. It's a place I never go. Yeah. And the line was kind of long and they got a guy standing out there with this little pad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they do this at like Chick-fil-A and stuff too. You see him out there and, yeah. and in and out uh-huh. where they, they'll take your they'll take your order way before you even get up to the menu. And I pulled in and there's this guy and he's like, all right, what can I get for you? And I'm like, I need to see a menu, man. I'm so far. I'm five cars away from the menu. Like I, <laughs> I can't see the menu. I don't know what there is. And he hands me this paper menu yeah, that unfolds. And it's like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I, now I'm on the spot. I got this guy standing here with this pad <laughs> and it's like, I would, you know, you just go with something quick and, and like, they have a pretty big menu there. I mean, it's all nasty, but yeah i still sure. wanted to look at the menu because uh-huh. it's not somewhere that i frequent so i guess i guess it goes both ways like like they should give you a little bit more time yeah or maybe i guess or maybe i guess if you if you if you're going to a place that you don't know go in so you can like step back to the side and look at the menu that's exactly right go in or pull it up on your phone before you drive yeah. over yeah so, and that's just i guess just me kind of being an a-hole but like, <laughs> like there's, there's a reason why people get frustrated being behind slow people. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, your, your, uh, your pet peeves got me thinking of another couple of pet peeves that maybe we should reconsider both sides. Things I've never considered both sides of. <laughs> okay. Um, the grocery store. Yeah. I got, I got, I got three things from, for the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I hate the grocery store. People who, when you're in an aisle looking at food or looking at, you know, you're looking at where you're at, you're in the spot and people who just come right in front of you and just get right in front of you. And and it's like, excuse me, I'm here right now. (laughs) This is my (laughs) space right now. You just wait a minute and they'll just come right in front of you and like, but I, I, I get it too. Cause there's sometimes where I'm at the grocery store and I know exactly what I want. And there's somebody there and it's like, what are you going to study every can? Like you ever <laughs> seen a can of tomatoes before or whatever, you know, tomato sauce before just pick one and get out of the way. But I always stand back and wait. I never jump in front of somebody, but I, these people, and maybe, and I think COVID amplified it a lot for me too, where people were just getting in my space yeah, yeah. and, and, and grabbing stuff off the shelf in front of me. And it's like, there's no chill, like just chill. I'm going to be done in literally 15 <laughs> seconds. And then you can have the whole aisle, <laughs> you know, this is like the opposite of the last argument, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> I want the time. Like, well, I'm in a grocery store. There's options. Yeah. I need to look at prices. I need to look at, you well, know, I, I think, I think that this should also have like just a little, a little bullet point. If somebody, if somebody, if you're standing there kind of looking and somebody knows exactly what they want, and it's and it's th- their um, ability to grab it is is within <clears throat> within under three seconds, and they couple that with excuse me, I just got to grab this real quick, and then they go get the hell out of there. I think that's okay. Okay, yeah, that's fine. And excuse me, let's grab this real quick. But what about somebody that you know? I always try to like stand back when I'm looking so people can get through. Yeah, yeah. What about when they just stop right in front of you? No, that is, and then they start shopping right in front of you. That's, and I'll, I'll, I'll verbally say like, "Are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> and they'll act like they don't hear me. Or me. <laughs> I mean, that's why I start to think that we're living in we're living in a simulation where there's these <laughs> there are these bots, 
these these sims that are just like they're just like they're not even real because no, it's like man, how did you not hear me say are you kidding me really <laughs> no, that... you're gonna do this right now and they're just gonna still do it yeah that action is flagrant that's like there that there's a clear there's a clear line of sight barrier right they can see that you're looking at that item right in front and you've you've claimed that territory and then for somebody to then go and claim that territory over you for longer than a quick grab no that total is it flagrant or is it just total lack of awareness of the world around them well i it's both that's a that's a flagrant lack of the world (laughs) around them yeah that's inappropriate yeah yeah and then my other my other thing at the grocery store is these when you're at the checkout line and these people that are pushing you like why are you pushing up on me why are you are are you gonna pay for my grocery i'll be like still like paying and they're like right there on me and it's like are you gonna pay for my groceries for me back up two spaces or two steps yeah like like i'm just it's bad out here i don't know about where you are but it's like they just push up they push up they can't wait they got to get up to that yeah they that's um yeah i don't think there is an argument for that uh like for that one i think you you got to give you got to you got to preserve the bubble stand on the opposite side of the cart right when once you're done then you can go up to it right or or but if they're on the opposite side of the cart sometimes they're pushing their cart right into oh you. yeah up against you <laughs> you know like trying to, it's like why are you in such a it's like it's like back back to my father-in-law but <laughs> i hate when i'm when he drives like they'll come out to visit and we'll go see places and i and i'm like let me let me drive i know that no i'll drive I got this and we'll, you know, and he'll drive and he'll at stoplights. He keeps inching up. Even though it hasn't gone yet. And it's like, dude, the light is red. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're in like, you're going to bump this car in front of us. Like just chill. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of that same thing where uh, these people, the, the people that keep inching up at red lights and these people at the, at the register who keep pushing forward. Yeah. It's just this, I don't know, maybe nobody's got any chill. There's no chill factor. All right. All right. One last one. One last one, which can apply to the grocery store or anywhere else. Families or groups of friends or groups of people who fan out like across (laughs) an aisle or it happened last night in a, in a parking lot. It was like this family of this mom and her kids. (laughs) Yeah. Getting a single aisle in this parking lot. And it's like a single aisle. The same can be said for bikers on the side of the road. You got this group of bikers. That's fine. Great. Go out and bike. Mm-hmm. Single file, man. Like <laughs> I'm trying not to kill somebody today. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. That's that's just both those last two are just an awareness of space. Just a awareness of where you are. Where what is what is the girth of your bubble and the appropriateness of like how much that interferes with others. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. All right. Well, there's the cranky old man segment of the show. Well, that reminded me of one thing that I got to throw in there. I don't know if this is true of, of your neighborhood, but uh, we have some um, a lot in the morning in the more like dark time too. Like we have some elderly women in the neighborhood who go on walks and they will walk. And I get like why, like people, elderly people will often walk on the, on the asphalt in the road rather than the sidewalk for two reasons. One, the asphalt is softer. I don't know that you could really tell the difference, but it is much softer than the concrete. And so I'm sure on the joints, it helps, but also the cracks in the, in the sidewalk 
sometimes there's just a little more of a hazard, right? Cause at every, every three feet, essentially there's a crack that could be uneven and stuff. Um, so old people often walk on the road, but the, in this neighborhood, we have some old women who will, um, walk on in the road, but with their backs they're, they walk, they're walking on the right. They walk on the right side of the road. They're walking back. with traffic yeah. instead of against it. What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> like that's the first thing you learn. Yeah. Walk, walk against, against it. traffic. You gotta be, you gotta be able <laughs> so to you see. Can make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Make eye contact. And then know, like, if you got to, if you got to jump out of the road, oh man, they, 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 yeah. they, it's a hazard. That's a genuine hazard. Yeah. It's the same thing with people who uh, like just, We'll just step into a crosswalk without. It's yeah. like I get it. I get it. The crosswalk. You have the is, right of you way. You have the right of way. I get that, but like, but people might really not see tr- you. You really trust that two-ton car barreling towards you? Totally. <laughs> yeah. The right of way doesn't like give you um, superhuman strength. So, yeah. Anyway, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do about any of it, but at least, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah. None of it's going to stop. No. no, It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm.